Welcome to the Highlights from Ukraine podcast, your daily audio summary of the latest news reported in the Ukrainian media. We would really appreciate if you could recommend us to your friends and family as well as share information on social media. This way more people will learn about our podcast and know the truth about the war in Ukraine. My name is Artem and here is the news. 225 days less the Russian invasion of Ukraine. U.S. President Joe Biden stated that Russian President Vladimir Putin's threats to use nuclear weapons are real and create the biggest nuclear risk since the Caribbean crisis, reports Ukrainska Pravda. Biden said that he and the U.S. officials were looking for a diplomatic solution of the situation. According to Biden, the U.S. is trying to find out, quote, where he, Putin, finds himself in such a position that he not only does not lose face but also does not lose significant power in Russia, unquote. At the same time, Pentagon spokesman General Patrick Ryder said yesterday that they have no information that Putin has decided to use nuclear weapons. President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky called on NATO to respond to Russia's nuclear threats by applying additional pressure, reports Ukrainska Pravda. During an online discussion at Lowy Institute Australia, Zelensky was asked what NATO should do to prevent Russia from using nuclear weapons. The president replied that it should make it impossible for Russia to use nuclear weapons. Quote, but what is even more important, I'm once again turning to the international community as I did before February 24th. Preventive strikes so that they know what will await them if they use a nuclear weapon. Zelensky added that NATO should change the order in which it applies pressure on Russia and to apply it before, not after aggressive actions of the Kremlin. Moscow has perceived this statement as a call for a preemptive strike on Russia, starting a nuclear war. Press Secretary of the President of Ukraine Sergei Nikiforov explained that Zelensky was talking about preventative sanctions, which should have been applied before Russia's full-scale invasion on February 24th. He assured the public that Ukraine will never call for the use of nuclear weapons. In his evening video address, President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky informed that since October 1st, Ukrainian troops liberated more than 500 square kilometers of territory and dozens of settlements in the Kherson region alone. He added that there are also successes in the eastern direction, but didn't provide any details. Defense Minister of Ukraine Oleksiy Reznikov said that Russia attempted to order 200,000 bulletproof vests and 500,000 sets of winter clothing through third countries, but was denied by Turkey, reports NVUA. According to the minister, it means that Russia has problems with supply of military equipment. Reznikov believes that the failure of the war will lead to regime change in Russia and at that moment Ukraine will move forward with its counteroffensive operations with the support of its partners. This will lead to the discussion with the new leadership of Russia and the end of this war, as well as resumption of Ukraine's control over all of its territory. The general staff of Ukraine informs that the enemy is trying to hold the captured territories and does not stop conducting offensive actions in the Bakhmut and Avdiivka directions, reports Unian. Russian troops regroup in the Kherson region. According to the available information, reinforcements of 500 mobilized criminals have arrived in the Donetsk region. Officers from among former Russian law enforcers have been appointed commanders of the newly arrived units. The command of the Russian troops issued an order to confiscate mobile phones from all newly mobilized personnel. 
According to the U.S. Institute for the Study of War, Russia's use of Iranian-made drones is not generating asymmetric effects the way the Ukrainian use of U.S.-provided HIMARS systems has done and is unlikely to affect the course of the war significantly, reports Ukrainska Pravda. The experts point out that Russian forces do not appear to be focusing these drones on important nodes near the battlefield. They have used many drones against civilian targets in rare areas, likely hoping to generate nonlinear effects through terror, but such efforts are not succeeding. The number of victims of Russian attacks of recent days on residential buildings in Zaporizhia reached seven people and five more people are considered missing, reports Slovo Idilo. Head of the regional military administration Oleksandr Staruch informed that search under the debris continues and only after it ends the exact number of dead and injured will be known. Staruch added that thanks to the prompt response of rescuers, 21 people were saved. The fundraising platform United24 launched the sale of bracelets made from the last pre-war batch of Azov-style metal to raise funds for the armed forces of Ukraine, reports Espresso TV. Azovstal steel plant in Mariupol in April-May became the last stranghold of Ukrainian forces defending the city. Due to the limited amount of steel, the first batch of bracelets totals 10,000 pieces, each of which cost 1,500 grivna, about $40. All money collected from the sale will be used to purchase drones for the Ukrainian army. In less than 12 hours, all the first batch was sold out. If you like what we do and would like to tip us, you can now do so directly to our PayPal. Check out the link in the description to this episode for more details. And as usual, you can subscribe to our Patreon. In gratitude for your help, we will give you access to a series of exclusive episodes on wartime life in Ukraine. We call on you to demand from governments of your countries to impose the toughest sanctions possible on Russia and its citizens to stop their invasion of Ukraine. 